SBS Radio. Today marks the 30th anniversary since the Mabo case. The body of an indigenous woman has been found two days after a partial human leg was discovered on the Stuart Highway in the Northern Territory. And traditional owners in South Australia are calling on the new federal government to scrap plans for a nuclear waste dump on their lands. Today marks the 30th anniversary since the Mabo case. Mabo Day commemorates Torres Strait Islander Eddie Koki Mabo and his role in overturning the Terra Nullius Declaration, which claimed that Australia was once land belonging to no one. The ruling recognized that indigenous people had occupied Australia for tens of thousands of years before the British arrived in 1788. Robert Ticker was the Minister of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Affairs at the time. I remember the day vividly, being in the court and being struck by the absolute enormity of this decision that profoundly changed Australia and for the better in so many ways. Linda Burney is the Minister for Indigenous Australians in the newly elected federal Labor government. That ruling was incredibly significant. I think most people, I certainly remember where I was when it came over the radio. For the first time in law, uh, Terra Nullius was uh, debunked and that was crucial. The Mabo decision paved the way for the Native Title Act and the establishment of the Native Title Tribunal. In the three decades since the Mabo, the federal court has made 556 native title determinations and 148 claims are yet to be decided. The body of an indigenous woman has been found two days after a partial human leg was discovered on the Stuart Highway in the Northern Territory. A man and a woman are in custody over the matter. Detective Senior Sergeant Paul Morrissey of the Northern Territory Police says police believe the pair were involved in a hit-and-run incident. It will be alleged that the 23-year-old uh, male was the driver involved in the collision uh, impacting the victim. It will be further alleged that the 50-year-old female has assisted him in removing the uh, deceased to another location in an attempt to conceal the crime. The limp was spotted at Kulalinga, 30 kilometres south of Darwin. The body was found on Darwin's outskirts. The victim's identity has not yet been released. Northern Territory Police say 11 pedestrians, all of them indigenous, have now died in the territory over the last 18 months. Six of them are believed to have died in a hit-and-run incidence. Traditional owners in South Australia are calling on the new federal government to scrap plans for a nuclear waste dump on their lands. In December, the Barngarla Determination Aboriginal Corporation launched legal action in the federal court to block the dump plant on Napandi near Kimba. That challenge is due to resume in two weeks' time. But now, with the change of government, they've written to Prime Minister Antony Albanese, urging him to question the declaration made by the coalition. The sign has been earmarked to store nuclear medical waste, currently spread across more than 100 facilities, including universities and hospital basements. 
more than 1,100 delegates from communities across the country have gathered on Queensland's Sunshine Coast for the annual IATSE Summit. Experts, academics and native title holders are on Kabi Kabi country for the week-long conference. The program has a particular focus on a native title and land rights in the lead-up to the 30th anniversary of the Mabo decision today. On the eve of the Mabo anniversary, Judge Sir Francis Gerard Brennan has passed away. Ray Johnson has more. The man who was the lead judgment on the Mabo case, Justice Gerard Brennan, has passed away on the eve of the 30th anniversary of the decision. Later to become Sir Gerard Brennan, his lead judgment on the groundbreaking legal case recognised for the first time that Indigenous peoples had lived in Australia for thousands of years and their rights to the land had never been extinguished. Sir Gerard served on the High Court for 17 years and was Chief Justice of the Court from 1995 until his retirement in 1998. The federal government will hand down its submission to the Fair Work Commission later today, advocating for a rise to the minimum wage. Prime Minister Antony Albanese wrote to the Commission's president last week, seeking permission for a new government submission to the body, following Labour's election victory. The Prime Minister had made the cost of living a key issue during the election campaign, publicly advocating for a rise to the minimum wage, which currently sits at $20.33 per hour. Foreign Minister Penny Wong is heading to Tonga. It follows a trip to Samoa, where the foreign minister met with the country's prime minister. Senator Wong voiced her support of Samoa's decision to defer consideration of a regional security agreement with China. Samoan Prime Minister Fiamme Matuatfu says it's a misrepresentation that they had signed onto a proposal from the Chinese government. She says the signing that took place in the country last week were bilateral programs that started a number of years ago. And it was a formalizing uh, process, which is a normal process. It just seemed a bit abnormal because the Minister of Foreign Affairs was here and there was this particular proposal from the Chinese uh, that they were seeking regional agreement on. So our position was that uh, you cannot have regional agreement when the region hasn't met to discuss it. Communications could be limited during Penny Wong's visit to Tonga due to a ruptured undersea cable that was damaged during the explosion of an underwater volcano. Queen Elizabeth has been presented with a Commonwealth of Nations globe at a ceremony in the grounds of Windsor Castle as Jubilee celebrations get underway in London. She pressed the globe to trigger the start of beacon lighting across the UK. Thousands of beacons are expected to be lit across Britain as people celebrate the Queen's 70 years on the throne. Huge crowds have gathered in London with some camping overnight in hopes of seeing the 96-year-old monarch and to watch the trooping the Colour Military Parade, which has marked each sovereign's official birthday since 1760. These visitors say the celebrations are a welcome respite from the awfulness of the coronavirus pandemic. I think it's fantastic that we're able to do all this after so many horrible months of COVID. And it's so great to honour what the Queen has done for 70 years. 
I think it's amazing to have the opportunity again to be in the middle of many people and everything so peaceful. Into sports now. Iga Swiatek continued her march towards a second French Open title in three years when she demolished Russian Daria Kasatkina 6-2-6-1 to reach the final and extend her winning streak to a jaw-dropping 34. Swiatek, the 2020 champion, has not lost since February and has matched Serena Williams' winning run from 2013, having now lost only two sets in her last four tournaments. She will meet either American teenager Coco Gauff, the 18th seed, or Italy's Martina Trevisan in Saturday's showdown. Polan Sviatek again played with a ribbon in the colors of the Ukrainian flag pinned to her hat against the Russian opponent. And let's have a look at today's weather now. Broome is sunny with the tops of 30, Perth partly cloudy and 19, Adelaide showers and 15 degrees. Melbourne shower or 2 and 12, Hobart partly cloudy and 14 degrees, Albury Wodonga shower or 2 and 11 degrees, Canberra possible shower and 10, Threadboss no showers and minus 2, Sydney shower or 2 and 18, Brisbane shower or 2 and 22 degrees, Townsville today is partly cloudy with the tops of 27, Cairns partly cloudy as well and 28 degrees, Darwin sunny and 33, Alice Springs partly cloudy and 18, and Torres Strait Islands today are partly cloudy, chance of showers and 29 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.